What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Countdown. My name is Ian Farmer. Thank you for listening to The Countdown with Ian Farmer on this Friday afternoon, currently 1.58. Uh, just had some college basketball games go down with Indiana and Illinois. Indiana just upset number, uh, well, they're the number one seed in the Big Ten. Illinois, the Illinois fighting a, a line eye. And Texas a and I'm not going to say anything. They're up by... Nine on Auburn. There's 3:51 left as I'm recording this. A&M was up by as much as 20 in this game, so Auburn has made a comeback. Let's see if A&M can pull it out. But we got a little bit of some conference tournaments to talk about. One of those is Oklahoma upset Baylor last night. Now, who was the new favorite in the Big Ten? The new favorite in the Big Ten, in my opinion, is the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas uh, is actually the number one seed in the Big 12. But um, they also have beat Baylor once this year. They split with Baylor. And Ochi um, Agbaji is the best player in the Big 12. There's not a whole lot of doubt for me who is the best player and who is the best team in the Big 12. I have thought Baylor has lost so much. Baylor has lost so much when you compare them to the last season. Davion Mitchell went to the draft. Jared Butler went to the draft. Mark Vidal, I believe, is playing football or something. So every their three best players are gone. That's a lot to lose and to go into next season with. Kansas is my new favorite for the Big 12. They were, they were my favorite to begin with is what I'm trying to say. Now, Oklahoma is one of those teams, along with apparently Indiana now, that is making a run in these conference tournaments, particularly the Power Six. How far can Oklahoma go? Oklahoma faces Texas Tech tonight in the semifinal. If they win, they will advance to the Big 12 Championship. I like their chances against Texas Tech. Now, I like Texas Tech's team. I love how Chris Beard went to Texas, and now Texas Tech is better than Texas, despite Texas having uh, Marcus Carr. But, um. Texas Tech is a very good team. Oklahoma's going to have their hands full tonight. But you can't look at me and say they didn't have their um, hands full with Baylor because they absolutely did. That's a top three team in the country as far as the AP Bowl goes. Absolutely a top ten team as far as overall um, talent goes. So how far can Oklahoma go? I think Oklahoma can very well win the Big 12 championship. I don't know if they will. I'm going to say they beat Texas Tech tonight. But I'm going to predict Kansas. Kansas faces um, TCU tonight. Who, uh, TCU's another one of those teams that are making a big runs. They came back from being down by 20 to Texas uh, last night. I'm going to say Kansas holds off TCU on the upset watch. I'm going to say Oklahoma does upset Texas Tech, but I'm going to say Kansas beats Texas Tech in the Big 12 title. Noon yesterday, we saw a game that um, I I predicted was going to be close. Auburn or and then up, up by eight with two forty left. Um, Syracuse and Duke. Now Syracuse, Duke started off strong and was up on Syracuse by about nine eleven points. Syracuse came back and took the lead before the half, up by four. They hit a three first five ten seconds of the second half. They got the possession and was up by as much as seven. Now Duke obviously pulled the game out. But Auburn for three 
Oh, okay. Auburn's only down by five now. Woo! This game might be getting very interesting. Anyways, we're going to switch back to the Duke and Syracuse thing. Duke clearly isn't isn't that team. I mean, Jim Beheim is great. He had 28 points yesterday. Um, Joe Girard is great. He had like 24, 26 points yesterday. This team is not that team defensively, as we can see. And Syracuse is a good shooting team. But like I was telling one of my friends yesterday about Syracuse, Syracuse didn't win the, to, deserve to win that game after um, what transpired over the course of the season. Saw last season, they made a run in the tournament. Buddy Beheim was averaging the most points in the tournament. Um, a lot of people said Buddy Beheim was a top 10 returning player in college basketball, top 15, 20 for sure. And you see these things with Buddy Beheim punching a, Flor- a Florida State player in the first round. Syracuse, Jim Beheim is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Plus the talent and shooting that you had. Defense is a little uh, questionable, but outside of that, to go 16 and 16 and now be 16 and 17 and also go 9 and 11 in ACC play. They didn't deserve to win that game and they do not deserve to be in the tournament. But I don't care if they win the ACC. They do not deserve to be in the tournament after the season that they had, considering what they had. Uh, but rather, if Duke can step it up before the tournament or maybe in the ACC tournament, um, is their fate. But more of the story is I don't think that's who they are this season. I know it's Coach K's last season. A lot of people want to see him win one. But the guy has five rings. The recruiting class, Bob Ventura is great. Wendell Moore Jr. is great. Um, their big man, Mark Williams, uh, really dominated. I mean, I thought he was um, the key to uh, A&M just dunked it. That's huge. I thought Mark Williams was the key to Duke winning yesterday. But that's also because Syracuse doesn't play um, they have one big man that it, they, they take him in and out of the game. A lot of shooters, a lot of guard play for Syracuse. But at the, at the end of the day, if Duke wins the ACC, ACC tournament, I think they have a chance to maybe be a Final Four team. But I don't care. If they lose to North Carolina or Virginia Tech in the title game, if they lose to uh, who they play tonight, it, it's a lot, a lot, lot of games. a lot of games going on right now. It's a little hard to keep up with. Duke plays um, Miami. If they lose any of those games, if they don't win the ACC tournament, I don't think they're a Final Four team. That's just my take. Should Arizona be scared after sliding past Stanford? Stanford gave Arizona a big scare. No, it's not being talked about a whole lot because Arizona pulled it out. But um, they beat Stanford by four. I don't think this is a big of a scare as Duke's game um, against Syracuse is. I mean, Syracuse was lighting Duke up 13 threes. Um, Stanford is a lower seed who really wanted to make the tournament. And I'm not saying Syracuse wasn't, but Stanford is a team. They don't have a lot of recognition. And it was a huge block, and that's probably the ball game up by seven with 54 seconds to go. Um, but Stanford is one of those lower seeds in a Power Six conference as the, in the Pac-12 that really wanted to get an upset. They wanted it really bad. We know how this goes, even in March Madness, even more in March Madness. Te- these teams and these kids, they want the win so bad. Stanford played the best they have all season. I don't think it's a big of a scare for um, Arizona. You look at you look at the Duke game. Um, Paulo Benchero did not have a good game. I don't know his stats. Please give me a second. I will look them up. But he did not have a good game. Paulo Benchero 
10 points, 3 of 9 shooting. You look at Arizona's best player, Benedict Mathurin. He had 20 points and 7 rebounds on 7 of 17 shooting, along with 4 threes to go along with that. So it's not like their best players were playing, um, had a bad game. Um, I think Stanford just wanted to win really bad. Um, not something I was going to talk about a whole lot, but um, TCU came back to beat Texas. Uh, I don't really know what's going on with that. A little shot, not even. I mean, yeah, it's really shocking. I mean, Texas isn't the you know the best team or whatever by any means, but I mean they're they're a ranked team. They were up by twenty against a non-ranked team. It just seemed like one of those typical games, you know, a top seed in the conference playing against a lower seed in the conference. The the you know the higher seed takes care of it. The uh, lower seed just happy to be there. But Benjero with a huge three, thirty six point nine seconds, down by four. But TCU came back. And um, Timmy Allen with 16 points. Marcus Carr. Oh, my God. Sad to see he's a senior, man. Sad to see he's a senior. He could have had, he could have been a legend in college basketball. Everybody was talking about Marcus Carr. They said he was the best transfer in college basketball. But seven points, three of 13 um, shooting. That's not what's going to get it done for Texas. I'm going to go ahead and move on. A&M was about to upset Auburn. But. Yeah, I'll talk about that after I talk about this. We're going to switch from college basketball. There's a lot of college basketball right now. That's my main thing right now. But we're going to talk about Carson Wentz to Washington. Now, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Who do I think that the the Indianapolis Colts are going to get for their starting quarterback next season? I think it's Teddy Bridgewater. There hasn't even been rumors on this. Why wouldn't Indy want to go get Teddy Bridgewater? Now, I understand, you know, Indy still has the pieces. They can move up in the draft and get a quarterback. But, Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent. He's not staying in Denver. Russell Wills is now in Denver. He's not going to stay with the Broncos. The Seahawks are in a full rebuild. Teddy Bridgewater wouldn't be bad for the rebuild, but they would have to pay him um, a, probably a decent amount. And I don't think they even want to do that. I think they want to go into a full rebuild mode. With Drew Locke. Look at teams. Um, the Buccaneers. I think um, Tampa. St- I mean Brady left. But not every. I don't think every single player on their team is going to leave. So Tampa Bay is still going to have talent. I think they want to go get one of the star quarterbacks. Either that or draft one and start a rebuild. But um, you look at. Teddy Bridgewater. He has to go somewhere. There was rumors on him going to Washington. Washington now has. Carson Wentz, I I don't know how to explain it, but I like Teddy Bridgewater going to the Colts. Now, we're going to talk about the Carson Wentz to Washington. Wentz isn't the MVP caliber player he was when he, when he was in Philadelphia. He's not. But you can't deny that Carson Wentz had a good season. There's not a person on this earth that can tell me Carson Wentz didn't have a good season. I understand Wentz makes um, some bad decisions sometimes. He can maybe cost you the game. Um, sometimes, but 3,500 yards, over 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, and only seven picks. Wentz has not had a number one receiver in his career. Philly can't draft to save their lives, and Indianapolis' best wide receiver was Michael Pittman and a washed-up T.Y. Hilton. Wentz now has Terry McLaurin, who's a top-10 receiver in the National Football League, and is hands down a true number one receiver. Don't forget about um, 
Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas not talked about a whole lot as a tight end, but he is a overall good tight end. Wentz is gonna. Um, I don't think he's gonna miss the running game with Jonathan Taylor. I think a lot of Wentz's production was, uh, off of Jonathan Taylor's um ability to run the ball. But Wentz is getting Antonio Gibson in Washington, who is a probably a top ten, top fifteen running back. So the running game's still gonna be there. Ron Rivera is a defensive head coach, but he's also a very good head coach who's had two good seasons with Washington considering what they have. Do not you do not be surprised if Washington um if Washington is very productive um this season, especially on their I mean their offensive line is also arguably top five. So I mean you, I mean they have everything. Quarterback, yes. Targets, I think they can get a couple more, but yes. Running game, yes. The offense is absolutely there. And, you know, the defense, is it's an issue. It wasn't an issue two years ago. Washington's defense, don't make a mistake about it. It is an issue now. They need to draft. They need to sign players to that defense. Chase Young cannot do it on his own. But the offense is good. The defense is getting there. Washington is a – I think they're going to be good. I don't – the NFC – Let's see, Packers with Aaron Rodgers coming back. So Packers, Rams, 49ers are going to be there. Cardinals are going to be there. Cowboys are going to be there. Who else? Maybe Tampa if they get somebody. I'm not sure about them. Might my, my, Maybe my Panthers, um, but I don't think right now. Maybe in a couple seasons. So you got Minnesota if they keep Kirk Cousins. Washington. Maybe like New Orleans. That's it. So Washington now has a very good chance to make the playoffs, and I think they can do it if Wentz plays like he did last season. If Wentz worked in Indy, he will surely work in Washington. Now we're going to talk about this game briefly, even though it's literally probably the biggest news of the week. Texas A&M is going to upset Auburn. A&M is up by eight with 20 seconds left. This game is over. Auburn was the favorite to win the SEC tournament. They are now out of the SEC tournament. My, my Kentucky Wildcats are coming, baby. I'm telling you, Oscar Sheboy is the best player in the country. I'm telling you right now. Kentucky is coming tonight for Van- Vanderbilt. I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to say anything else. But it's March time, baby. Go Cats. Be Blue Nation. Stand up. <laughs> but anyways, okay. Henry Coleman the third, 16 points, 10 rebounds, double-double. Man. Great game for him. 6-8 forward. Quentin Jackson, 16 points. Naming off some stats here. Wade Taylor, IV. Is that 4 or 6? I don't I get my Roman numerals mixed up. Anyways, 9 points, 7 rebounds, 3 of 10 shooting. We won't talk about that. They're winning the game. Who cares? Jabari Smith, the best player in the country. 5 of 15 against the number 8 seed in the SEC. 15 points, 9 rebounds. Give him that. Kessler had a pretty good game, 6 of 8 field goals, 16 points, 8 rebounds. And obviously a lot of this can change. Um, someone is, for Auburn is shooting free throws right now. But A&M will surely run the clock out where they'll just get fouled and shoot a couple free throws. So who's my favorite to win the SEC tournament? Call me biased, that's fine. The Kentucky Wildcats. Tennessee's been playing good, absolutely. Tennessee got revenge on us later in the season. Arkansas, absolutely. Arkansas just beat us. LSU, if they're on, yes. Alabama's out. So, 
who has the best player left in the SEC? Who who has the best player in the SEC? Won the SEC Player of the Year, Oscar Sheboy, Kentucky. Best freshman. Now that Auburn's out with no Jabari Smith. A guy named Ty Ty Washington Jr. Best shooter in the SEC. Oh, that's Kellen Grady. Best coach in the SEC. I'm not going to say anything else because it's obvious. Kentucky is my favorite to win the SEC. Guys, A&M just upset Auburn. Do not forget to please go check out this, my um, new website titled ctnplaybook.com. It, CTN stands for the countdown, and the title of the actual website is called The Playbook. The Playbook is designed for create, content creators just like me to be able to come on and post their articles, blogs, podcast, anything. Please go check out CTN Playbook. I have new articles coming up almost every day. My new article is going to be tied The Madness Before the Madness, which actually talks about all these conference upsets and all the madness and craziness going on within the conference tournament play. That will be up probably sometime this weekend, maybe Monday. But I have what I have I, the, the article with um I broke down Denver's um offense and defense their entire roster with Russell Wilson. I gave my ranking I gave my odds for team I gave my tournament odds. Uh I did an article on Malcolm Butler's Super Bowl interception. There's a whole lot on there, so please just go check it out. But anyways, I'm happy to be back on the countdown. Two episodes this week, not bad. Definitely getting there. But I love you guys, and I will see you all later. Peace.